Aloha, church family. Well, we're one week closer to our lives returning back to regular worship, regular work. Won't that be great? Uh, let's keep praying that that happens soon. You know, this virus pandemic has created a lot of stress on all of our lives, but perhaps most on moms, perhaps most on those moms even that have their children home because schools have been shut down. This last week, I saw a, a little video uh, by a music teacher uh, who created a song, wrote a song as she adjusted to learning to work at home. And I think moms particularly will appreciate her song. It's a very poignant song. So take a look. It's a tricky time for teachers and they're doing a great job. And this music teacher summed up how many of them are feeling with this, I gotta say, really poignant song. Hey, so as some of you guys might know, I'm a music teacher and I found that one of the best ways that I can process the whole transition to online learning and teaching is to write a song. So I wrote a song. I'd like to share that with you guys now. Here we go. Beautiful. I kind of summed up our day, I think, for that. <laughs> we got to take a break. We'll see you on the other side. Stay well, I think a lot of us can identify with that uh, music teacher song, and especially moms and moms with, with children at home during this uh, virus epidemic. You know, the idea of honoring moms isn't just a cultural thing to do, you know, invented by Hallmark cards or florist shops to try and make a good living. Um, it's not like Valentine's Day. Uh, honoring moms is an idea that's found in the scriptures. In fact, it's on God's top 10 list. Did you realize that? That honoring your, our mothers is one of the 10 commandments. Honor your mothers and your fathers. Honor your parents. And today we're going to focus on moms, but we're going to have a message that's related to all of us, that's directed to all of us. We're going to honor our moms by looking at a picture of Supermom, by being encouraged and inspired by a biblical picture of Supermom. Did you know that the Bible has a picture of Supermom? Faster than an escaping toddler, more powerful than a two-year-old tantrum. Able to leap laundry piles in a single bound. Look up in the air. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's super mom. And there's a picture of super mom in the Bible. She's found in Proverbs chapter 31. She's not called super mom. She's lady wisdom, if you will. She's the embodiment of wisdom in a woman, in a wife, in a, in a lady of noble character. But we can call her super mom, we can call her lady wisdom, we can call her lady far above rubies. She's incredibly valuable. We're going to be encouraged and inspired and celebrate our moms from this beautiful picture of lady wisdom in Proverbs chapter 31. What I'd like to do today is, first of all, to look at three brush strokes, three major virtues of lady wisdom, and then we'll look at the secret to her wisdom. What makes her uh, super mom, what makes her lady wisdom? And we'll find that in the passage. But before we look at the passage as, as Pua read it to us, I want to just observe three things that are important about this passage. First of all, it reveals the dignity and the value of women. I don't want us to miss that. 
Here's an Old Testament passage written in a culture where, uh, in, a, in a world in the ancient Near East, where women were so often denigrated and devalued and treated as second-class citizens as they are in much of the world today. And the Word of God holds up this embodiment of wisdom, this perfection of wisdom in a woman and uh, brings dignity and value just like the Old Testament does, shows that men and women equally were created in the image of God, equally were commissioned to serve God, to exercise His rule on earth. And so let's not miss the fact that uh, this passage uh, holds a, a very high view of women uh, and, and shows their value and their dignity. Secondly, let's not miss that Proverbs 31 is a work of art. It's a masterpiece. We don't get this in the English text because in the translation what gets lost is that this is an acrostic poem. It's a uh, piece of artwork, it's a poem that's written with every line in the poem um, being starting with, with a successive letter of the Hebrew alphabet. So it's very beautifully uh, written and very beautifully put. It's a work of art, it's a masterpiece. And the third thing I wanna notice about Proverbs 31 is that this picture should inspire us not discourage us, not deflate us. Now, I've actually had women come to me and say, oh no, Proverbs 31, I mean, who can measure up to this woman? She's the ideal woman and, and sort of, she is the model of perfection, but she should encourage us, not deflate us. She's someone we should all, men and women, aspire to and be encouraged by and be inspired by. Um, Forgive the uh, translation to the, the men's world of athletics and, and football, but you know, I think of uh, 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 one of the great football players who's still playing, Tom Brady. Whether you love him or hate him, you've got to respect the fact that he's 42 years old and he's won six Super Bowl rings and he's still playing in the NFL. Now, I could look at Tom Brady and I could say, I'm only 40 years old and I've never made it to the NFL and I've never won a Super Bowl ring. What a failure I am. I don't measure up to, and, and that would be the wrong thing to do. What, what I can do is look at Tom Brady and he's not perfect by a long shot, but he's an inspiring model because he's an older man in his 40s who's still playing in the NFL and he can inspire me uh, to, uh, to pursue uh, the passions and dreams ultimately that God gives. And um, we can treat this woman in Proverbs 31 as an inspiring example and not be discouraged that none of us measure up, men or women, to the perfection of wisdom that's embodied in this portrait, in this picture of a, of a godly woman in Proverbs chapter 31. So with those things in mind, let's look at three major virtues of this woman that will encourage us, that will inspire us uh, as moms, but also just as people because this goes beyond moms and has a message to all of us. And then we'll look at the secret, the source of her wisdom. The first major virtue that's painted by this portrait of Lady Wisdom is that she speaks wisely. The text says she speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. Lady Wisdom speaks wisely. One of the men who understood the value of mothers uh, building into the lives of their children for the next generation and passing on wisdom was the 26th president of the United States, Theodore Roosevelt. He wrote these words. He said, the mother is the one supreme asset of the national life. The mother is the one supreme asset of the national life. She is more important by far than the successful statesman or businessman 
or artist or scientist. Moms have a profound influence on shaping their children and passing on wisdom into their lives for the next generation. We've asked a few of the moms in our church family just to share one example, one uh, lesson of how their moms passed on wisdom into their lives. So uh, some of them are a little shorter than others, but take a look and uh, you'll value what some of our moms have to share. Hi everyone, happy Mother's Day. It's Des. Um, I just wanted to share a little bit about um, a valuable lesson that I've learned from my mom. Um, and it's basically just the power of prayer and just being faithful to God. Something that she has always instilled in me growing up, something that I never really understood and practiced myself probably until I was an adult and a mom myself. Um, but just always relying on God for everything, seeking God in everything, having total faith in Him and just always praying um, before doing anything, no matter how big or small, just always go to God in prayer. And um, she really has taught me by complete example how to be just very faithful to God and um, something that I really hope that I can just have a percentage of that I can give and instill into my own children and um, just so honored that I am her daughter and that she has taught me so well and taught me very important lessons of faithfulness to God and seeking God in prayer. Have a great week. Have a happy Mother's Day. God bless you all. One valuable lesson I learned from my mom is that if someone is rude to you, do your best to be kind to them because you never know what that person is going through. My mother was a, my mother was a great role model to me in many areas, but one in particular was one that she learned from her mother and that was how to care for people in emergencies and when they're sick. For example, how to clean and bandage wounds, or what to do when you're choking, or how to help someone when, there's, when they have a fever as opposed to when they have a cold, and even what side to lie on when you're nauseated. Raising four boys, I definitely utilized all these skills she taught me and many more. You can even ask Mark. Thank you, Mom. I'm so glad I was yours. One great lesson my mom taught me is serving others with humility and a humble heart. She always said that you never know what a difference you can make in someone else's life. Thank you, Mother, Mom, for being so wise. I love you. Happy Mother's Day. Hi, church family. Happy Mother's Day. Um, I had a rather untraditional upbringing. Um, my parents were divorced when I was six years old. They both worked uh, in show business and um, had very busy lives. So they called upon my grandmothers to raise me and my two sisters. And uh, for the most part, they did. Uh, my one grandmother, my mom's mom, was a very quiet uh, Southern woman and church going, mar married to my grandfather for over 70 years. Um, she gave me my first Bible when I was eight years old. And, and taught me a lot about God and the love of God. She was she had all the fruits of the Spirit. My, my father's mother was uh, widowed when my father was eight and his brother 10. And she raised these two scrappy boys all by herself. And she was a real tough lady. 
and uh, she taught me how to how to be more assertive and outgoing and she also taught me how to be resilient because uh, that's that's what she was called upon to do in her life I loved them both and they were so different but um, I was so blessed to have them each in my life in different ways well, thank you ladies for sharing with us. And I'd like to just take a moment right now and just ask you in the comfort of your living room, just to take a moment and share with your loved ones something that your mom has taught you, some, some wise instruction that she has placed in your life. Just take a moment and do that. A second major virtue that we learn from Lady Wisdom that should inspire us is that she lives skillfully. She lives skillfully in her work and in her relationships. Listen to what the text says about her skillful uh, work. Um, she works diligently. She's a hard worker. Says so she works with eager hands. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. Lady Wisdom is a lady with a strong work ethic. 
And uh, when I uh, think of that, I think of a, an advertisement in the uh, classified that had a, uh, an ad for a mom, an opportunity for a mom. Um, it was uh, an employment opportunity for mothers. And it said this, applications are invited for the position of a manager to a lively household of demanding individuals. I wonder if that describes your family. The successful applicant will be required to perform the following functions. Listen to all the work that's involved with moms. Childcare, financial manager, teacher, nurse, chef, nutritionist, purchasing agent, launderer, dishwasher, counselor, appliance repairs, decorator, cleaner, chauffeur, social secretary, recreation officer, to list a few. What a huge job description for a hardworking mom. Applicants must have unlimited energy, be self-motivated and able to work in isolation under stress. How's that for a description of, of being a mom with kids at home during the, uh, the virus pandemic? To work in isolation under stress. They must be adaptable to new challenges, including emergencies and crises. Hours for this job description, all waking moments. And a 24-hour shift when necessary, with no notice. Benefits for this uh, position of being a mom. No guaranteed holidays, no sick leave, no workers' compensation, and her salary, none. Successful applicant may be required to hold a second job in addition to the one advertised here. Well, it makes the point, doesn't it? That lady wisdom, that a, a mom of virtue has, uh, is skillful in her work and, and works hard, works diligently. Secondly, she provides for her family. She is like the merchant ships, bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still night. She's the first one up. She provides food for her family. And so um, she's a lady who, who uh, lives skillfully in her work. She, she works diligently. She provides for her family. And she's a business lady. I wonder if you caught that as Pua read the entire passage. She's an enterprising business lady. It says she considers a field and buys it. She's involved in the marketplace. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sees that her trading is profitable. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with the merchants with sashes. She's a business lady and provides and cares for her family. But you know what? It's, it's um, in her business, in her work, she doesn't sacrifice her family for her work. She's skillful in her work. She's skillful in her relationships and with her family. We see that in this passage where it says, her husband has full confidence in her. She brings him good, not harm. Her children arise and call her blessed because they didn't get lift out of, left out of the picture. They feel loved and cared for and helped. And when I think about children rising up and, and blessing their mom, I actually kept a couple of my uh, son's um, Mother's Day cards over the years. This one they gave Ma Martha when, when they were in high school. And uh, it's got a picture of three boys. We had four boys in our family. This one had a picture of three boys and they're um, sliding, they're, they're, they're coming down a hillside on a, surf, on a um, skateboard, all three of them. And inside in their writing it says this, Raising boys, that's an extreme sport. Well, Martha raised four of them. Happy Mother's Day. 
And then in the boy's writing, it says, Mama, thank you so much for all that you have done and continue to do for all of us boys. We all love you very much and are truly blessed to be your sons. They rise up and call her blessed. We could never ask for a more gracious and loving mother than you. We love you, Mom. Well, that's what kids do when they see a mom of noble character and one who devotes herself to her work, but also devotes herself to her family. Got to share you one other one that my uh, sons gave Martha. It says this, Mom, on the outside, it says, Thanks for taking care of us when we were sick, separating us when we fought, disciplining us when we misbehaved. That happened once in a while. <laughs> Praising us for all the jobs well done. Then inside it says, we think we turned out pretty good, but dad still needs a lot of work. <laughs> Those boys knew their parents. The lady wisdom, she uh, devotes herself to her work. She lives skillfully in her relationships. And one uh, third virtue, major virtue of lady wisdom that should encourage and inspire us, and that's this. She cares compassionately. She cares compassionately. She provides food for her family, but it also says she provides portions for her female servants, for those who work for her, if you will. She doesn't just care for her own family, she cares for the needs of other people around her. And that's what moms do best. They see needs and they respond and care for others. And catch this, she opens her arms to the poor, to those with genuine need, and extends her hands to the needy. That's what moms do best. They have compassion and care for those who are in need and they show the very heart of God. You know, just this last two weeks, I heard two very encouraging examples of moms doing just that. I heard about one mom who's, who actually lost her employment and, and was, a was receiving a gift of food for her family. And you know what she did? She took some of that food in her own need and she shared it with others in need just out of a generous heart of compassion for others. I know of another lady who, uh, during this pandemic, uh, vir virus pandemic, she pulled out her sewing machine and sewed 400 masks and gave them to a care facility where one of her relatives, for the uh, folks that were caring for people there, for the elderly as well, and she just saw a need and responded with care and compassion, and that's what moms do. And you know, perhaps this virtue of Lady Wisdom is uh, the most direct, the most clear reflection of the presence of God in her life. Because that sense of compassion and caring for the needs of others, well, it is a Christ-like quality. It's demonstrated most perfectly in Jesus himself, whom Colossians tells us in Jesus dwells all the fullness of wisdom in bodily form. He even far surpasses Supermom in Proverbs 31. And Jesus of all people, saw us in our spiritual poverty, in our spiritual poorness, that we were desperate, couldn't help ourselves. And he stepped in and came to our world and took action to meet our deepest need, the forgiveness of sins, the gift of eternal life, the indwelling Holy Spirit, the gift of heaven and being with God. All of these wonderful spiritual gifts that Jesus met our needs because of his compassion, because of his mercy, because of his care. And that heart is reflected in Proverbs 31, in this lady wisdom. So what is the secret to lady wisdom's virtues? What produces this life of such abundant wisdom, such a skillful life in all of these different ways? 
Well, there's a very important comment at the end of the poem that reveals the source of her wisdom. The secret to her wisdom is a loving awe for God. Her wisdom flows out of her relationship with God. The text says, a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. What does it mean to fear the Lord? Does it mean to be terrified, to be afraid of Him? No, because the scriptures say that perfect love, and God is perfect love, casts out fear, that kind of fear, that sort of afraidness of, of being judged for your sins. When you look at the fear of the Lord, it combines these two ideas, God's awesomeness, that He is towering over creation, that He is greater than the universe, that He's greater than our greatest thoughts, that He's powerful and majestic and beautiful, and yet at the same time, His awesomeness with His love, because He is perfect love. And if you bring those two things together, you have a sense of the fear of the Lord. It's an, a sense of His awe, His majesty. We, we read in both the Old Testament and the New Testament where we get a picture of what it's like to be in heaven when the angels are worshiping God. And in Isaiah chapter 6, we have these seraphim with six wings and in a posture of humility and awe. With, with two of their wings, they're covering their eyes. And with two of their wings, they're covering their feet. And with the other two, they're serving, they're flying. And there's this picture of this awesome God. And yet he's our loving father. At the same time, he's the one who loved us, sent Jesus into the world to adopt us into his family, wants to give us every good and perfect gift, has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. And so the fear of the Lord means that awesome veneration of who he is that, that responds to him and responds to his love with living a life to please him, to honor him, to love him. Perhaps an example might help to illustrate what it means, the fear of the Lord. It's the difference between a high school driver, if you can imagine being a driver in high school, and while you're driving, having a policeman behind you or having your father whom you love in the car behind you. Now, if it's a policeman, you're probably worried and you look in your rearview mirror and you see a policeman back there and all of a sudden, you, he's gonna punish me. He's gonna see I don't have my seatbelt on. He's gonna see that my registration is expired and, and you get worried and nervous and fearful that the policeman is gonna punish you. It's not that kind of the fear of the Lord, the, the woman in Proverbs 31, the fear of the Lord in the scriptures. It's more you're like you're a teenage driver and you look in the rearview mirror and there's your loving dad. Now he cares that you have your seatbelt on. He wants the best for you. He wants to make sure that you're being responsible and your car is up to date and all of those kinds of things. But he is for you and he loves you. And as a driver, you want to, you want to please your dad. You want to honor your dad. You want to live rightly because you know your dad loves you and wants the best for you. That may be a helpful illustration. What is this? Lady of wisdom, no, out of a heart of love and, and awe for God. She wants to live in a way that pleases him. And that's true whether you're a woman or a man, um, whether you're married or single, the fear of the Lord means simply to live in light of his awe and his love in our lives as well. Let's uh, conclude our service now with um, a classic benediction from God's word. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and grant you peace. God bless you. Have a great week.